idea. The door swings both ways. We could reverse the particle flow through the gate. How? We'll cross the streams. Excuse me, Egon. You said crossing the streams was bad. Cross the streams. Hello, your average listener and everyone else who is a wonderful patron of ours. We've got a special uh, episode for you today. We've got a little preview of what we kind of do on the patron. This is the monthly roundup, and it's all pretty exciting. An episode we do every month. It's pretty fun, isn't it, guys? Yeah, it keeps it's good. Going. What is it? Jarring. You talked at the same time I did. We're so out of fucking practice. We're a month in to this podcast, and we've done one episode. The end of year, end of year wrap up doesn't count. Well, that was about ten episodes in one. Well, so that is true. It was. That it is was. True. We've probably done more recording this month than we've done any other month. It just it's all been happens too to be... hard. January has been too, too hard to find yeah. the time to record things. Hence, why we're actually doing this and releasing something that would be for patrons only as a main episode. Don't give the game away, Ben. No, no we're we doing this game away. Nice no, to sit behind the veil. This is yeah, how it exactly. is. What happens out there? Like what we do when we say we're going to go off and talk on the Patreon. Exactly. It's, yeah, it's been I feel, hard. I feel that it's always, it's always quite busy in January. I feel like this is a, a staple of our, our every year. This seems to happen. Um, but yeah, this is the patron. What do we do on the patron on this specific episode, the monthly roundup, Adam? Yeah, we talk about what we've been doing, what we've been watching all month. Um, sometimes it's a good month, sometimes it's a bad month. Um, I've had an awful month. I mean, the worst month I think I've ever had. But... Yeah, I think I might as well just skip over mine and we might as well go straight on to just listen to these two. But we'll still talk about it nevertheless. But um, yeah. Listen, every film's a good film. You're still watching a film at the end of the day. We, we, love, the, we love the industry that we, we thrive in. And, and even, if, even if, as long as you're watching film, it's, it's good, right? Yeah. Every you, could film... be dead in a, you could be dead in a ditch. <laughs> I mean, Ben is going to very disagree with one of the films that I've watched, but... Um... <laughs> Am I? It will, yeah, you'll be like, why are you even bothering watching that? <laughs> well, why are you? I don't even need to know what it was. Why I are you bothering watching it I was then? just a Sunday evening. And, I wanted something easy to watch. And, not. and it was shit, wasn't it, eh? It was, it was. But it's in my top three. God, that is a bad fucking month then. Well, we, we shall see what that is. But anyway. just to give the, the uh, average listener a um, an idea... This is basically an episode that our wonderful patrons get every month. It's a single pound. The patrons getting a special video version right now. Every patron's getting a special video version. You're getting the audio version. But we basically talk about our top three films we've watched of the month and our bottom worst film. Don't you see, Eagle Eye patrons, all of that is what... I have been fucking working on. These two idiots didn't oh, yes. see anything. They yes, didn't see nothing. I was too enamoured with your face. It's, it's been that. a whirlwind to come into this episode. All they look that, very good. All of that is the blinds. Can you show us the it whole room that you've been problem. painting? It's hard to do it because of the um, thing. I do like those blinds a lot. I wish I had them. They're fucking expensive, but they look so banging. They make this room feel completely And also different. you can control can the light. full privacy. Amount. Yeah. Full privacy. Beauty. So no one can see me. But you can still have all up. the light in at the top. You've got privacy and light. Privacy and light. I'll shut everyone out. Don't want no one to see me, so I close it all up. No one can see me. My mic, For you my listeners, they're, they're shutters. Off. He's got window shutter blinds. Don't tell them. They have to come pay for it. <laughs> they're pretty beautiful. Right, so we just take this in film buses order? Yes. Yeah. Let's just do me, Adam, and then Ben. We're doing that order. Yeah. So my first film is I can just fill in that bit with... Actually, no, I better say it again just in case you interacted. You want to talk about your beard again? You want to talk about you're not wearing your birthday uniform? Do you want to keep oh going like God. that or not? What a nightmare. It- We're cursed. <laughs> we are cursed this month. Listeners, <laughs> listeners, basically, you're peeking beneath the veil. We would we carried on from when I was talking about the blinds about five minutes ago. We had a whole conversation be talking about, about the all blinds these different things. going to get that out. <laughs> um, we were talking about stuff. And then we realised that my microphone had disconnected and we lost the audio. So Paul was very kindly going to do some podcasting magic there. But we lost some of the magic of things we were talking about, unfortunately. So Ben's got a longer beard. He's got longer hair because he's yeah. making a film. And yeah. he was going to wear his birthday, not his birthday suit. That's for the, the top tier patrons. <laughs> yeah. Pay £100 a month for that. 
but his birthday <laughs> presents but he never did because it's a last minute record last minute recording hence why i'm wearing a hat looking rough and we flipped uh, a, a coaster we did the hops and white and we picked a whole order and ultimately we're doing classic film busters the order's and, uh, gone out the window my we're doing apologies film paul already started telling us about his first good film of the month <laughs> he said he has two eights and a nine well we can carry on from there because you're not talking in that bit <laughs> this bit doesn't need to, i could just do that bit <laughs> you go ahead and do that we've bit. done the editing here's a lot easier if he just edited this smoothly and it'd it, be harder for me to do all that Gone. No, you talk about edit none of it okay right so i have two eights and nine and my bottom is a four so it's been an all right month and apart from the fours there was a couple of fours but you know it's fine it's been a good month still so my bottom eight or my number three of my top of the month is zombie two or also known as zombie flesh eaters and this is this is well it was marketed as the sequel to romero's dawn of the dead but it's not it's, it's clearly not it's nothing to do with it it is it's a straight down the line kind of zombie film but it's it's italian and it is done just like uh revolver with the dub good right we like that and it's got it's got some uh american actors in it i can't i can't i don't really know any of them but i've seen them in other films but they're they're doing the dub just like just like um revolver but what makes this film so great is at first i thought it was just gonna be like a generic b movie it was one of the it was one of the video nasties and it was banned in in countries and so i expect it to be very like over the top gory going too far a bit nasty but this it, it turned out being a pretty great watch and not only like the, the zombie effects are wonderful they still hold up are they but let me just let me just tell you about this this uh this little setup right they're on a boat going to this island right because the the lady who's on this boat with this reporter he they're tracking down her father because they're trying to work out this this rat this boat appeared her father's boat and he's dis- he's not on there and there was a zombie on there so they're trying to go back to the island he came from to work out what's going on anyway on the on the journey they decide with this couple they decide oh this goes scuba diving so this one lady goes scuba diving strips off completely naked of course apart from a pair of knickers Naturally. with her scuba scuba diving costume on and goes in the water she's, she's very lovely beautiful score swimming around and <laughs> Just looking at all the, the lovely flora and fauna underneath the ocean, if that's what you call it. Yes. Then a shark appears. How good is the shark? A real shark. shark a real shark. A real shark. In yeah. shot with the lady. Breasts out. And I'm thinking, she's in breasts. danger. She's in danger. <laughs> she should not be near this, this shark with exposed breasts. No. They might get bitten off. But it looks good. It's a real shark. She's scared. So she's panicking around the shark. She decides she's going to hide, right, underneath this kind of rock to try and stay away from the shark. And then as, as she's doing that, a hand touches her on the shoulder. It's a zombie underwater, right, mm. that's obviously been stuck in the coral. She's flailing about trying to get away from the zombies attacking her, gets away from it, and then the zombie is having a fight with the shark. <laughs> Oh. Underwater, real life shark having a fight with a man. Right? What type of shark? <laughs> the shark is used. It's a tiger shark. Wow! <laughs> How did the man not die? <laughs> the shark's ripping off prosthetic arms. All this green blood's coming really? everywhere. And I'm like, what is? It? How did they film this? How did and they I ran film into it? it? They 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 jammed food in this shark. Right? They made sure he was fed. Like real fed. That's still a risk. Slight, slight bit of like <laughs> dosing him up a little bit so he's a little bit drowsy. He's not full on like ready to eat you. And then they just wrestled a shark. Oh my god, that's a big risk for that actor to take. That stuntman like deserves an Oscar. Like whatever he award does. they can get for being a stuntman. He does. Uh, yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty wonderful just for that. Just for that. And it's Italian. You can count as Italian, Ben. I reckon. No, is they're it talking in Italian? English, aren't they? <laughs> well, they, no, but you can also find the Italian version and watch it in subtitles. If that was the original, then fine. Good. Yeah. Why, why are they well, trying to jump on Dawn of the Lucio Dead Fulci. like they're part of that? 
You know Lucio Fulci? Yeah, what have I seen by that guy? I feel like I've seen something called Cat in the Brain. Uh, he done the Beyond, uh, the New York Ripper, the House by the Cemetery, Beyond, I think City of the Living Dead, Lizard in a Woman's Skin. I've seen by Fulci, uh, Cat in the Brain, yeah. Mm. But yeah, I, I, I highly recommend it just for that experience, man. It's... It's I'll, pretty special. I'll probably and just also, go on YouTube and look at that shark zombie attack. Maybe, maybe. But there's also an amazing effect, right? There's there's a zombie grabs this woman through this window and it's like wrestling with her and he pulls her, right? And there's this wooden spike, right, coming out and you see her head going towards it and you're like, oh, this is taking ages. They draw out for so long. And then you see it pierce her eyeball. And mm. it looks real, man. It's horrendous. Like, for, for a film from, like, when is it, the 70s? Was it the 70s? 79, right? It looks horrendous. It made me squirm. Squirm? It's gross. Squirm. <laughs> I was like, ugh, it sounds. This all sounds very you, Paul. Yeah, but uh, watch the scenes. It'll be just worth it for I that. I want to watch that shark okay. scene. Um, and just so everyone knows, it is on uh, archive.org. Okay. You love archive. The best place. The best place is on there. Both the Italian and the English versions. So, if anyone's interested. Uh, my 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 second eight, my number two of my top of the month, is No Hard Feelings. Not oh, his what, comedy the, film, yeah. Jennifer Lawrence. I oh, keep right. seeing that pop I've up heard, in the sky. Uh, yeah, Contrarian Alex has been uh, raving about that one. Yeah, so it was it was one of those evenings where, I, where me and Zoe didn't know what to watch. I just threw it on. I was like, yeah, let's just watch this on. This could be easy watching. And to my delight, it was actually really great. It's 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 like I guess you could class it as like a sex comedy. It's one of, from like we used to watch back in the day. Is that why it's called No Hard? Exactly that. But the <laughs> the idea of this one is that Jennifer Lawrence, she's a thirty two year old woman who who's an Uber driver. Her car gets taken away, and she needs to find the money to get a new car. Or get a new car, right? So she looks in the classified ads and finds that someone is going to give <laughs> give her a car if they take her, her their son out and basically sleep with him and give him a good time so he's ready for college, mm. right? Because he's a very, like, sheltered cotton wool boy, right? So Jennifer Lawrence, she's looking great. She looked great in this film. And I'm, I'm a big Jennifer Lawrence fan anyway because I feel like everything I see, whenever I see her like in interviews and stuff, she's so down to earth. She seems I like used one of those to people. think that, but now, I don't know. There's something about her now that is really... I think the Hunger Games just annoyed me in general and that kind of makes but me that annoyed was like, her. Yeah, like, she no recovered from that. I have no so, real yeah. feelings about that. She was much better after the Hunger Games in many respects. I'm but going I like know. the... The video, have you seen her when she's like at the Oscars or something and she sees Jack Nicholson and she's so excited. She's like, oh my God, Jack Nicholson's here. Yes. And like she can't contain herself. Like I, I like that kind of bubbly, like she's excited to be in the industry. That's how everyone kind of should thing. be. Yeah, that's how I feel. I feel like she was excited about 10 years ago. I'm not sure she's excited anymore. Yeah, maybe not. To maybe be fair, not, she did go she... through a lot of shit. Like <laughs> What shit? Yeah. When everyone hacked her nudes and like all of those yeah. shit was oh. everywhere. Yeah. Well, that's that you know that that is, that is that probably would have hidden when away. she changed. After that, maybe changed. Maybe. So anyway, it, um, the film transpires. It it's it doesn't go too far. It doesn't go over the top. It has some very. I mean, I'll tell you the too far, the very far bit in a minute. But in general, I don't think it goes too far. It's like you, it, it's very cringe because the the boy. <laughs> the reason it's called No Hard Feelings is because Jennifer Lawrence is laying on so thick, right? Any normal man would be like, oh, my God, this girl wants it. But he is a boy, kind of like I used to be, right, when I was younger, where it almost like, no, this is too much. You're too much for me. Like, mm. I'm not ready for you because he's this guy. He's he's a virgin. He's never been in any of these situations before. And <laughs> he's just, he's basically like, no, this is not doing it for me. You're coming on too thick. And like he's she's like, <laughs> there's this bit, right? Where this is the furthest it goes in the film, I think. They they do that classic classic thing of swimming out into the ocean, doing um, what do you call it? Skinny dipping. Skinny dipping, yeah. They skinny dip in the ocean, leaving the clothes on the beach, 
and she's all like trying to seduce him and she gets him to the point where he gets into the sea anyway and then the classic thing comes along these kids come along and steal their clothes right and she's like you better fucking not take my clothes right and they were laughing going down the beach laughing with the clothes in the background you see jennifer lawrence walking out right of the sea stark naked and then she beats the shit out of these kids from <laughs> completely naked and <laughs> she did it all herself no doubles and even her, her management were like i don't think you should do this and she was like no i'm fucking doing it and she said she said it's like one of the most fun films she's ever worked on forever i keep seeing it popped up i've always been semi-interested by it Ad- adam's, I- adam's going to be rushing to see it now of course he is of course he is <laughs> i i didn't see it coming but man it was a fucking funny scene and just in general there's there's I enjoy it on really two different levels because one, you get this kid who I kind of gel with because I feel like in some ways that's how I was. I was kind of sheltered from really experiencing like sexual encounters until probably until I got, until I got to college. My college, I know you don't like to call it college. But what is um, what, sixth, sixth form? Sixth form, yeah, sixth form. The, sixth. Eng- the English word. Yeah. My my school was called West Hearts College. What do you want me to call it? American. I went to one called. Americas. I went to the community college. Yeah, I went to St. George's College, but it's still we called, called it sixth, sixth form. form. College was the overall thing. Yeah. Well, it's called college, then, isn't it? It is. No, college Anyways. is like a stage of whatever it is. Paul went to college. Anyway, he went to America yeah. to do his sixteen to eighteen <laughs> I years did. in you education have a dean as well. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I did. So so I kind of jailed with it that way, but also with Jennifer Lawrence's character because now. I didn't actually realise she's she's exactly the same age as me. And now she's also, in real life, she's got a kid as well. So she's kind of at that kind of basically same you. headspace and stage as me. And in this That's film... That's a very tenuous connection, Paul. <laughs> no, 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 no. But I'm talking about in this film. I'm not saying that's why I feel she's connected to her. also wearing a black jumper today. Um, yeah. Curly hair, <laughs> nose piercing. It's just the fact that in the, film, in the film, she is the same age as me, right? And at one point, she goes to like a house party. And I think... In my head, I know I'm not. I know I'm not young anymore, but I don't feel old, mm. right? Well, yeah, Where, you're young, still young. Yeah, when I you're know. In your 30s. But this is the Ben's thing, old. right? So Jennifer Lawrence comes into this party looking for this guy, and the way the kids treat her, like laughing at her, and it's like, who who brought the mother? And if you like this, and it's like, oh man, you're not that old. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, but, but that's you'd me. say the same as well. Like I see Ben's old. I know, and he's just because he's a bit older it. than me, he's not actually old. It kind of it kind yeah. of makes you realize, like it makes you realize. Yeah, man. For in the eyes of these young people, we are the old fogey people. You used to, I used to look so up. We're like, not young anymore. Remember, every time you used to look up to people, you were like, "Oh, when you were in like, even when you were in like second, like primary school, you look up to someone who was like twelve, and you were like, oh my god, they're so old.' Like, and then you get there, and you were like, "What the fuck?" Like, I know. I think to the people <laughs> that I thought were adults, and I'm older yeah. now than they were they when were. I thought they were the big grown up adults. Mm, mm. But yeah, I, I liked no it for that reason adult. as well. It kind of. It really kind of gelled with me, and I think it's a, it's it's a great comedy that I don't think I've seen many comedies that have really struck a chord with me in a while. So, it did a good job. Good. And my my number one film of of the month is a nine out of ten, and it's something that I've I've just avoided because I never really thought it was going to be much. And you'd think of all people, I should have really watched it, and I I've definitely seen bits of it, but I've never properly watched it. And this is the original Christopher Reeve Superman. And You've never watched that. I've never watched it its entirety. No, I've just seen little bits of it when I was when I was younger, and I thought, well, back then I was like, this is not Superman I want. Mm. But now watching it now, I was like, oh man, it's so good. I've like as soon as that music kicked in at the beginning, I was like, fuck, man, I'm so in for this film, so in for it. I remember and just the whole Marlon Brando, like the introduction on Krypton. <laughs> And and then going off to just the dual realities of of um, Clark Kent and Carlyle and him navigating Daily Planet and then suddenly unleashing his uh, this identity on on um, on Metropolis. It just was amazing. It's, it's I never expected it, but it just was amazing. I loved it. Yeah, that's good. I remember watching it. I've only watched it once, and I remember Superman turning back time by flying around the, the globe. And actually mm-hmm. being like, wow, he's he's actually turning back. To- I think I'd heard about Superman turning back mm. time, but I didn't know he actually did it like that. And when he was doing it, I was like, oh, wow, this is actually fucking cool. Mm. And, it, and it's one of those things that I don't think people really like it, like the turning back time bit. But but 
I guess and, it's and like a Deus Ex Machina, as they call it. It's almost like I guess people could see it and maybe like a cop out. It's like, mm. oh, it just turns about time. Yeah. yeah. But um They could all do that. Anyone could do that in any film. Any superhero could just go, well, let's just turn back time. Yeah. But the thing is, in that in this universe, like the flash can turn back time and Superman can go as fast as the flash, so I see it as like, well, of course it's possible. Yeah. See in my eyes, but it's like, yeah. So what does the flash it. actually have if Superman can do what the flash can? What is this flash offering? That's why super- well, he can just run fast. Yeah, but Superman can just do that, so he's not offering Flash. anything. All I think of with Flash is Sheldon running around in that costume. <laughs> I can't take him seriously because I always think of Sheldon rushing around in that costume. Man, that show ruined geek geekdom. Oh, but it's got That's a soft it. spot for it as well. Yes, yeah. So, um, yeah, I was very happy watching that, and I bought it on Steelbook. I'm not stunned. any of the sequels. That you, that's like uh, me have, having not watched Halloween 2, the original one, mm, and yeah. loving all the Halloweens. Yeah. Bizarre. It's true. It's true. Yeah. I just, I just thought, yeah. You watched it for the podcast. I did. I did. DCM and Proud. I was very surprised. Very surprised. There you go. And then my bottom. My Roll bottom you like Christopher Reeve. I can't describe the vibe I get when I drive by six people yes. and five I hit. Yes. <laughs> My bottom film, um, it was uh, that horrible film that Adam loves. Uh, hang on. Bull. Oh, oh Bull, yeah. How many people talked about that. this or not? Oh, no, we did. On our, on I need to our, rewatch uh, that. I might rewatch it tonight. Roundup. But it's been overtaken. Because that film, at least I enjoyed most of it until the end. Right? <laughs> Where this film, I was like, man, this is grating on me so much. And it's Infinity Pool. Oh, right. Oh, I can, okay. And the thing is, the thing is, I can see a good film in there. I can see a really good film there, and there are some really good moments. Like, if if anyone doesn't know the the plot, I don't know if it's a spoiler. Is it a spoiler of the plot? Not really. Mm, I don't think. Not really, because well, it's well, pretty explained a, pretty on the nose quite quickly, isn't it? Yeah, there's an altercation on a a resort on this undisclosed island, and. Uh, Alexander Skarsgård is allowed to get a, a, create a clone of him that can basically be executed instead of him and then the film ensues and um, I, I like I kind of I get the message when it, when it started happening I was like okay I can see what this is now it's like kind of like that that classes I've got loads of money kind of I can get away with anything I want kind of message but then it just goes too far and I'm just like, I don't care about this anymore. Yes, I get it. But you're now just rubbing my nose in it. I don't care. And then it's all like, and then it gets onto the psychedelic bits with all the breastfeeding. And I'm just like, this is not me. I, hate Ooh, all I nearly forgot shit. all of those parts of that film. Yeah. It's just when they went all Greek goddy and started having orgies on the estate all the time that's it. with the mask. When it got and to I'm there. Like, and that's Mia where Goff, it lost me. Mia Goff is just. She's grating as hell. So grating. I. Do not get the appeal of her at no. all. And I know that her Mark voice, and Steve man. love X and Pearl and that. And I think, why? And this film. Oh, I can't remember how they felt about this one. Mm. Yeah, she's uh, she's dreadful. Truly dreadful. So high-pitched, just screaming. Is she like, British? Did we establish screaming. she was British and she was faking that she, accent for the film? Or is she just she really got British. that annoying accent? God, get she's rid of British. We don't want her. Go to America. Go to America and make your American films. And then she's kicking people's heads in them in what's it called now? Maxine. So dreadful. Her now anyway. Dreadful cunt. Yeah. And that's my that's my month. That's my January. Fucking Brandon Cronenberg undone all the goodwill from Possessor. He did. With that. Mm. Mm. Very stupid boy. Stupid boy. Go on, Adam. You ready for mine? It's looking too dark here now, so I've got to open the blinds, isn't it? Let's get a little light. Scare <laughs> don't start no those blinds again. You're no one knows what you're referring to. <laughs> no, on the audio, they don't. <laughs> so my films I have this month, this is how bad it's been. I have a 5 out of 10, I have a 6 out of 10, and I have an 8 out of 10. A 5 has made the top three. <laughs> 5 out been, of 10. What have you been, why have you been watching crap so much? I've watched, how many films have I watched? One, two... Three, four, five, six. Six new films. Stop watching old favourites then. 
branch out. I, just, I rewatched John Wick the first one last night and I was like, this film is actually so, so good. Like, it's so solid. And watching him build up to like, it's so much better watching him like, and like, the, the, like what do you call it? The aura that people have around him. And it's like, you mm. don't know it yet, but you know it's coming. You're like, when he says to him, you fucked up. Like, like when uh, the policeman comes to the door yeah, saying, Mr. Yeah. Wick, hi. Yeah. <laughs> I also it's completely like, forgot Willem Dafoe was in it as well. Yeah, he was. Yeah. I remember anyway, that. We're not talking about John Wick, even though I might as well talk about John Wick. May as well. Come um, on. What's your five out of ten? My five out of ten, and this is the film that Ben's going to hate. It's Fast and Furious 10. Oh, well, yeah, well, exactly. What? I've watched and all the other well. ones. I've watched all of the other ones, and I was, I think I was, it was like late in the afternoon at work. It was quite quiet. I was like, let me put on something I can watch, and then if there's an email comes, I don't mind replying to it. Let me, um, let me, take, let me just interrupt you there. This is what you have to purge from your system. This thing of, let me just fr- throw something on, because I get that totally, right? I get it. You want something brainless that you can enjoy and just have one in the background. Yeah. But the key thing is enjoy. What you're doing is just throwing on something you wouldn't give the time of day at any other point in your life. So you're like, let me throw it on while I'm doing something else. But just don't throw it on at all. Don't put it well, on. It doesn't I've even deserve the to other be nine thrown films. on. I've watched all the other nine. Well, I was that like, says a lot about you. I might you. as well watch the tenth one. Like that's twenty-four hours of your life you've given to that ridiculous it's like, franchise. It's ridiculous, <laughs> but there is some fun parts of the film still. There is still like when they're not when you don't have to watch the max. Is it it's the actually, bit where the guy got in the car and drove a big race, and all the girls went? oh, your car goes fast, and then a muscle man comes on and goes, I go faster, baby. And they do that in every film, yeah? They don't even race anymore. They don't even they race think. anymore. They're just <laughs> doing heights now and saving the world. And, like, there was a nuclear bomb in this one as well. It was, like, it's pretty nice. I, Basically, I like the Sharknado uh, films. Yeah. I like the physics that they, they employ as well. Do you know when you you like, in a, in a lift and it's dropping, and you're like, if I jump at the end... <laughs> before it hits the ground that's what they do that for those fucking films where the car's like, getting up there's like, one part of the film where he's like driving away from a bomb explosion and he has to spin around a corner so he drives at a crane do you know those big cranes that have got the arms that stick out he jumps off a bridge drives at the end of that and as he hits it his car gets wedged and it, the crane spins around <laughs> he gets away from the explosion um, it's ridiculous what's he typing in Ben's looking for something online <laughs> it's ridiculous it's all but they they do serve a purpose and they served a purpose for me. It wasn't outstanding, but I enjoyed my two hours. It wasn't like, oh, I need to turn this off. It was okay. It's only a five out of ten. I um don't understand why they did it, but especially as I heard their ranking of every film, but Katie and Oti did a entire run. Casey and Oti from the Foyer Reference podcast, they went through the entire franchise for the first time, watched them all. And I thought it's because they were enjoying them that they were doing them all. And then I heard their end of year sort of wrap up thing where they give a rank scoring to every film. And they pretty much, the thing is, they didn't hate them all, but they were like, that's like a six, that's like a seven. Yeah. And for them. And that's exactly but, where I'm at. Yeah, but like, for them, that's like really bad because they, they love giving like nines and tens. They were giving like sixes and sevens to that. For, purge purge this from your system you're almost a man there's there's two more left I'm gonna <laughs> watch them I'm gonna watch the next two and then I'm done oh it's probably gonna be more mate well I think they've said like it's just the last one's part one of two like the love making the last one into two I don't know I don't care like if they never made another it was one, supposed I'm to not... be a final film but they made a trilogy yeah they've literally done that like it's ridiculous, but yeah, they, I don't hate them. They serve a purpose. I enjoyed the time watching it. It is brainless fun, but they're never great. And the only thing that amazes me is how much money they still make at the box office. Like, they don't even make, oh, just their budget back or like 300 mil. They're making like 800, 900 million. It's like, it's mental, like 10 films Chat in. Chap audience, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it but is it's exactly like, that. Yeah. I kind of get it for like three or four films, but then it would dwindle down. But you're constantly even being making below average films but they're still fucking banging the out. Audience the audience for films has it's been for the longest time 18 to 30 year old yeah. white males and yeah. that's exactly who they're making With those films tops. for. Mm. Yeah. I was and, listening to a thing the other day though how 
nearly most of the highest grossing films of the last two years have been targeted at women. Like Barbie, obviously, was last year. It was targeted at women. And I can't remember what the one was the year before or something along those lines. But then you had like the Fifty Shades of Grey films, which again were targeted. They just did such big business. And there's like a whole thing of when yeah, will... Yeah, but the, there'll be anomalies pop- like that because something like Fifty Shades of Grey, you've got two things. You've got the husbands who would go along with the wives all of a sudden yeah. to a film like that because it's about sex. And then you've got uh, established property like Barbie that yeah. almost but everyone knows about and you package it with Oppenheimer. Sydney Sweeney film that's just come out recently, which is all targeted together. And it's doing massive business. It's like one of the highest, biggest film of the year so far. What's that? I can't remember what it's called, but I keep seeing it advertised. It came out like just before Christmas. But like people were saying like, when is studios going to cotton on that women really, really want a film now? Like they are the biggest buyer of books. So why don't you develop over like 70% of books that are bought are bought by women more than men. Mm. Um, like just develop those books into films and hey, you've got your market. But anyway, that's patron probably for another day. Anyway, my second best film is a six out of 10. Um, I feel a bit bad given this film was six out of 10. It was actually okay. I just got to the end of it. I didn't engage with it and it needed to go up a step and like its message was quite clear from the beginning and it just kind of never really went on from there. But it's The Kitchen. I don't know if you guys have seen it yet. Have you all that um, film? I'll tell you this much, mate. We were going to watch it two nights ago and then saw what you gave it and said, let's not. Okay. I mean, my score isn't necessarily like a, this is a bad film. I just don't know if it was necessarily I engaged with it or, um, yeah, it could have been better. Like, it's the film is there. It's there on a plate. I just don't think maybe it was executed so well. It looks um, like the kind of film that has a good premise, but no yeah. story. Yeah, the story is just lacking a little bit. And like, it's very, the, the, the message of the film is it's like an area of London that is not been, it's almost like a, um, they kind of treat it like a favela. It kind of works in that way, but it's all in gentrified London. And this is the only part that has to be gentrified. But the people treat trying to come there to like gentrify it and get rid of the people. But the people are refusing to leave. Mm. Um kind of film and it's all like community and like it's called the kitchen the area um yeah that and i respect daniel kind of, kaluuya for trying to do yeah, it yeah and, I, and it's ian wright's film. in it right ian wright's great in it he plays a like the leader of the like the radio master of the kitchen and it's almost you know, the so people what's, in what's like john ian wright doing going in a film well daniel kaluuya's a massive arsenal fan and he said i had the chance to put him in a film and why the hell would i not do it like i think they're friends and he said i'll do your role but it's almost like um do you remember what's the spike lee film um, do the right, do the right thing. thing with Sam he, Jack. It's like he's that's his character. Like he mm. runs the radio station. He's doing updates of the day. He's like, this is what happened overnight. This is what the weather's like. Um, he's like that. And Kano is the main guy in it. Yes. Who? But he's not being pre- credited as Kano, is he? No, he's got his real name on there. Mm. I don't know. Can't remember what his real name is. But yeah, it's. I feel bad for giving it a six, but yeah, it's just is what it, it is. Was, it is what it is. It just it could have been better. It could have, yeah. Do you know what the best Ian Wright film is that he was ever in? It's not even a film. It's a 60-second video when he oh, gets when he surprised. Meets his teacher. Oh, mate. That is just nuts. When he whips his hat off, he goes, I thought you were dead. This? So Ian You've Wright, not seen it before? You've got, you, you got to see this, Paul. So Ian Wright, they're making some documentary or something. He's, he's in the stands, right? And all of a sudden, a man goes, hello, Ian. And Ian Wright turns around and there's this old man approaching him and Ian Wright whips his hat off his head and he's stunned and he, he goes Mr Pickford I think his name is Mr Pickford and he says I, I can't believe it I thought you was dead and the guy's like I'm very much alive and it's such an emotional thing and you find out that this guy was he didn't have a father figure Ian Wright and this was his PE teacher at school and he's he hasn't seen him in years and Ian Wright believed he was dead and Ian Wright is like in floods of tears he's cuddling him such a heartwarming video he was like I wanted to thank you but I've, everyone told me you were dead so yeah. I never got the oh, chance man. But it's such a nice the, video it's the thing with the hat it's like he it doesn't even split second it's it's ingrained into his like respect like manners. respect bang mm. straight off it comes yeah. <laughs> oh man mm. love it right, we'll send it but yeah and uh, my best film of the month which is an 8 out of 10 which is very worthy of the 8 out of 10 uh, I think Paul would probably give it a 10 out of 10, maybe. They may be the same as me, but it's poor things. Um, I'm not going to say much on it because you guys haven't seen it. Mm. We'll probably end. I mean, you hopefully watch it by the end of the year. What is it? Um, Yorgos. You, yeah, you've seen the poor things. Oh, Emma sorry. Stone. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen um, 
Well, you know of it anyway. Yeah, I've but yeah, it's yeah. good. It's like a, it's almost like a reimagining of Frankenstein in some ways. It's a coming of age film. It's everything. Mark Ruffalo's character is very good in it. He plays like this weird eccentric guy, but also. But then the only thing I think for this film is it was it's two hours twenty, and for his type of film, I think that's Ooh, quite long. That is long. Quite overwhelming films. The way people talk, um, the colors, everything like that. It is. It is, and it goes through little lulls throughout the film. For me personally, there was moments where it's very much moving from around the world, almost. So it's like when it moves. So sometimes when it moves to a new destination, it's almost like in a Wes Anderson film um, where it moves somewhere else, and you're like, oh, "Do I have to start again?" Like all these new people get introduced. The same, like the core characters stay, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah it could have been a bit better. But yeah, it's a very good film. Emma Stone's fantastic in it. She's probably worthy of every nomination that she's going to get. Mark Ruffalo is also very good at it. And of course, William Dafoe is excellent in it, but he's excellent in everything. I've heard middling things about it. Yes. I mean, I think his films, Yorgos films are like, they're not for everyone. Are they? They're mm. not, he doesn't, he's not made, even though this is probably like, he's going to be his biggest film. He's probably, he's not changed the way that people talk. He's not changed like the fish eye lens on anything. He's not trying to make it more palatable. He's not said, oh, this is the film we're going to go for Oscars with. We're going to, Mm. I mean, did Olivia Colman win for one of his films, didn't she? But a favourite. So, yeah. Um, I forgot that yeah. was him. It's the type mm. of film that, like, I don't know if my parents went to see it, they'd be like, what the fuck was that shit? And you're like, okay, that's not for, like, everyone. It's not made that way. So yeah. Maybe why it gets the mixed reviews. The favourite probably is more mainstream one. Yeah. I think this is going to do bigger, because it's got bigger names in it, though, isn't it? Well, mm. I guess. I don't know. Who knows? But watch favorite. it. I think you'll enjoy it. Fair and I think it was a well. Fox film, so it'd probably be on Disney soon because mm. everyone comes on to Disney. Mm. And my last film of my awful month, which is a four out of ten, which is usual, uh, is another Oscar film that everyone's talking about. And it's Maestro. And it's Ugh. awful. It's so boring. It's I so. I saw a clip on Graham Norton. I was like, oh, bore off. So, <laughs> it's loads of people talking without saying anything. There's loads of like little arguments. There's loads of set pieces where they're just talking about... I don't know, things that you rather you should be expected to know, like famous classical music people. And it's just very just I mean, I kind of I switched off completely from it at the end of the film. There is this scene in it where he is composing the thing. That is quite spectacular. That is quite big and grand. That's quite oh, this is actually something here. But yeah, but overall so that's it's just that's how good the music is in real life. Yes, yeah, music is just wow, like the orchestra going is fucking incredible. But yeah, the rest of the film is just boring. They just say nothing without... It's, it's I don't just know how it's up for Best Picture. It is, it's the biggest Oscar bait film I think I've ever seen in my but, life. You know, you'd think like, what are you doing going for Oscar bait in a year when Scorsese and Nolan have got films out <laughs> that year? Why you, Bradley Cooper, would you think, well, maybe I will stand be a chance against them. But um, I maybe just want <laughs> the nomination. give people chairs. Maybe just, exactly. just want the Idiot. nomination for it. What? Absolutely. Anyway, don't bother with that one. Well, I have okay. to say, when I saw him on Norton the other day, I said to Jenny, he looks better than I've seen him. Look, he's aged very well. He looked very nice. Isn't he dating someone famous now? I don't know. He is famous. Yeah, but like someone, I've got one of the Kardashians famous, I thought. Adam, oh, is that one, your barometer oh, of, of all fame? the people. Oh. I heard that somewhere else. I would say was... not. that's not very famous if you can give me some Kardashians. I don't even know who this person is, but Adam will definitely know. Gigi Hadid. Oh, yeah, I know her. Who is it? Isn't she fashion? I think that's she's one Zaza of Gabor. isn't she? Gigi? She's an American model she's like and TV personality. Model, yeah. When you're a model and a TV personality, you ain't shit. Let me tell you that. You ain't shit. <laughs> she's famous for being famous those people <laughs> so I have got two eights and a nine also like Paul so I've had a good one I've been going on my international affair haven't I so I've been trying to Lovely. not uh, watch many English language however the first film that I have to pick here is an eight out of ten and it is an English language one I only watched it a couple of days ago and it's how to have sex Adam oh yeah oh and I uh, thought it was very, very good. I was primed for being more uncomfortable than I ended up being, but it's quite a good film. 
like if you watch it as I did thinking oh this is going to make me feel very very uncomfortable you'll be surprised as the film's going along that you're like hmm, at, at what point does this get like quite shocking or quite oh heavy mm. and you'll be surprised that by the time the credits roll you realize that it's been sneaking up on you and it's a kind of feeling that's there afterwards because you look back on it and it's like without giving anything away you can't there isn't like a single moment where it's like this is the thing there's like lots of little moments of things happening that are like that may not be illegal but that is wrong that is creepy, that is horrible, that is bad, and all situa- all things are sort of contrived through alcohol, peer pressure, friends who aren't really friends. Like, basically, the big thing that I took from it was how much, at this age, they're all teenagers in Malia, basically, right? Mm. And uh, I fucking hate, the first five minutes, I was like, I hate this <laughs> world. I can't be immersed in this world for the entirety of the film. But you are, you are. And mm. it's to its credit it's to its credit that I'm like, okay, fine. But the thing that I took from it was, again, without giving anything away, because you should see it, there is a f- massive failing from her one of her friends, both of her friends, but one of her friends in particular, who is like that jealous friend who doesn't actually want you to succeed in anything like makes you think that they do but is always making putting you down in front of other people etc a bit like what I do with you Adam and um, <laughs> on the guy's side because there's obviously a guy involved in this thing the guy the guy's apathy to how his friend is behaving because oh we've known each other a long time we live on the same street my mum's friends with his mum kind of thing and it was very dis- it's a very disappointing kind of film it's a film that makes you disappointed in people and uh, it should be watched in schools I think but the thing I was thinking and Adam you probably back this up I genuinely think this if you're a kid if you're a teenager and you want to go to Malia for that kind of holiday I think you watch this film and it does not put you off in the slightest you're like but that's what I want to go for and I think if you're a parent who is terrified of your daughter or son going to Malia you watch this you go that is exactly why I don't want them going to Malia so yeah. it just reassures everyone on what they believe but it's very good very good performance um, interesting yeah I think you hit the nail on the head there Ben it's like it's not just what one person did wrong in that film it's what everybody did wrong mm. and it's not even just holding go look this guy's done something wrong everyone look at him it's like it, you watch it and you're like oh you probably would have behaved if that was your friend you could have done exactly what her mm. friends did as well and not i don't want to spoil the film but like you're doing something wrong by doing that when you should be doing it like this as well like you can also yeah. you're also an enabler by saying something without really realizing what you're saying at the time and yeah, exactly. it kind of hits exactly. you from every angle. It's not just like, okay, the person who did it is wrong. It's like, you're you're a bad friend as well. Like you're mm-hmm. adding to the pressure, which I think is quite, yeah. well, it's it's quite like, a refreshing take on it. There's moments where like, it's just like in life how when you hear about something that's happened, you go, oh, well, why didn't she just? Yeah. And then it's like, say something. Yeah, you have to understand like, the layers that were involved there. There's reasons, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's good at doing all of that. Anyway. Wicked. Check it out, Paul. Very good. Um, and she was 26, and she's playing like a 16-year-old. Can you believe that? She was 26 at the time of filming. Um, and my number two num- is uh, an eight also. I very much enjoyed this one. First film that I watched at the, at the Prince Charles since Adam got me the membership over a year ago. It was Godzilla minus one. And uh, Adam already spoke about it in his end-of-year wrap-up, but it is... So good, so much. Um, it's fun is a weird word to use for it. It's not. It, it is fun, but it's it's not. It's it's like it's treating its action set pieces with a certain amount of seriousness, which is excellent considering it's a Godzilla movie. That's what works, I think, because it's not trying to be the American one where they try and be bombastic and silly and have a few puns here, that left, right, and center. They go very serious with it, and it works. And it works because Godzilla represents this guy's guilt because he was a it's not a spoiler it's the first thing in the movie he is a kamikaze pilot in world war ii and he lands his plane 
on an island rather than going through with the um, with the suicide mission. And uh, these people come out, these mechanics come out to try and help repair his plane because they believe that his his engines just failed. And then, meanwhile, Godzilla first attacks, and instead of him getting behind the the gun of his plane and shooting at Godzilla, he just he he's scared and he does nothing. Then some time passes and he's haunted by the fact that he failed at war. He didn't go through with a suicide. He's a little bit shunned. You know, the war has ended. He feels bad about himself. He feels bad for not for not following through on a suicide mission. And Godzilla keeps reoccurring throughout the movie as this sort of like manifestation of his guilt and and his fears and whatnot. And they're great sequences. There's great sequences where he and these other men, just a few men, are tasked with going out in the ocean to collect bombs that have been dropped by the Allied forces um, that they've got to haul it's up. It's so great watching these guys on a little boat. <laughs> it is, it's like Jaws. It and it, that's it. It's like the Jaws crew doing that job. And then Godzilla is in the ocean. And it's like, oh, right, we're doing a Jaws version of Godzilla. This is great. And then it's like, no, mm. we're going even bigger. We're going bigger. And then it's like, what the fuck is this? This is like Dunkirk now. This is terrifying. Very good. But the main drama throughout the story the other characters and his connection to certain characters. I thought, eh, this is a little bit sentimental. And I would have liked to have seen it go a little bit um, darker with some of its choices. Braver. It's a little bit a little bit sweet in areas. It's a 12. If it was a 15, maybe. Um, yeah. But it was very good. Yeah. It was a very... I think it just needed... A, they wanted a happy storyline throughout it as well to kind yeah. of make it less serious, I guess, and more... Yeah, exactly. Wider market, but yeah, it's great. And Godzilla looks fucking awesome in it. Like Godzilla looked fantastic. So good. It was like a sort of like a toy, like a toy model of Godzilla with the hands up like this, mm. moving. There was no like fluidity to it. It wasn't like his arms moving. It was it's like very this. stock. It's very like yeah. And you think, oh, that just sounds cheap. But it's like, no, no, it's very scary <laughs> because <it> of that. <laughs> it's the same way Godzilla would move when they first made the first film. They just CGI'd it and made it look good and, mm. like, bought it up. It's like, that is, I don't know, it's not and perfect, it, but it, it really works. This element, which I don't know if it was in the other Godzillas, but it has this element where this sort of, like, blue light starts emanating from the base of its tail. <laughs> and all of these scales start flicking up. They flicking do it in some way, but it back. doesn't look as good as that. Have you seen Shin Godzilla, which is this other Japanese Godzilla film from about six, oh, seven years ago? it's on as well. Yeah, no, I, I keep meaning I wanna, to see it now. I want to check it out. It's the same as the proper Godzilla company. It's not like an... So, Warner Brothers I, I was reading something about the Japanese big. have got the rights back to make the Godzilla films after so many years of not having them. And that's why these are now coming out. Okay. Wicked. I really need to see it. And number one is, uh, I don't know who these directors are, Gaston Duprat and Mariano Cohn. It's a film called Official Competition. This is a 9 out of 10 um, Spanish film. Uh, Penelope Cruz, Antonio Banderas, and a guy... He's quite recently. T 21, 2021. It's on Netflix. Uh, yeah, I've heard of it, yeah. And a guy called Oscar Martinez. And basically, um, this millionaire in Spain, this titan of industry, he's like, at the end of his life, 80th birthday, and he's like... I want something that lives on after me that I can have put my wealth towards. Maybe a bridge, maybe a, a big skyscraper, and then he's like, or maybe a movie. And then he's basically like, I want... Or a monorail. A monorail, yeah. He says to his assistant, I want you to get me the best actor and the best director, and I'm just going to throw all this money, and we're going to make the film. He's like, I don't need to know anything about what makes a good movie. You find these best people and just make the movie. And anyway, Penelope Cruz is the director and she meets with him and she's like I'm going to tell a story about these two brothers one who goes to jail and one who lives free I'll cast these two actors one's Antonio Banderas and one is this guy Oscar Martinez and the whole film is pretty much the rehearsals from that moment up until the film is made and Penelope Cruz is like is she's great she plays this director she's not like eccentric but she's a very specific director who has certain things that she will and won't stand for and certain methods that are really unorthodox like during one rehearsal she has a huge boulder suspended uh, by a crane above the two actors while they're delivering a scene because she wants the weight of responsibility that are on these characters shoulders to actually be in the actors performances because they're <laughs> terrified this thing's going to crush and this guy Oscar Martinez he's very method 
he he likes to approach it properly, whatnot. He likes to think about his character. And Antonio Banderas is just like, I just said a line. It doesn't matter. I, I'll know. I, I don't need to think of a backstory because there isn't one. It's just what's on the page. I'll read the line. I'll turn up and I'll read the line. And he's a bit of a showboater and whatnot. <laughs> and anyway, these guys keep butting heads and she keeps butting heads with them. And it's so good. It's very, very funny. And then it takes a couple of serious turns and you're not sure if the serious turns because they're always in competition with one another to, to prove that their way of acting or working in films is better. And mm-hmm. it takes a serious turn and then you're not sure if the turn it's taken is real or if it's a performance because they're trying to outdo one another. Very good. And then I'm not entirely sure it sticks to the landing, which is why it doesn't get a 10 out of 10. But for a long while, I thought this is perfect. And then there's, a cu- there's just a couple of things that it does that I wasn't so sure. Oh, amazing. <clears throat> Some Netflix, big recommend. I think Julio would love seen. it. I think I downloaded it when I went to Spain. And mm. then because I came back into the country at the time, I didn't have the legal, what do you call it? Like he was in your region. Oh, that's watch annoying. Or something. Yeah. Could you oh, put that's... your Wi-Fi on? Well, it's there for you to check out now. You can get access to it now. And my worst film of the month. Just checking. There are a few. Another Japanese film. And it's called Anti-Porno on Mubi. And it starts with a woman waking up from bed and she's in this set, brightly colored, primary colors set. She goes and sits on the toilet and then her assistant comes in and they start doing sexual stuff and whatnot. And you're watching all this stuff and all these friends come over and it's sexual and she's screaming and all this weird stuff's going on. You're thinking, what's happening? And then 15 minutes into the movie, someone yells, cut. And then the set moves away and then you see the set, you see the director of the film and everything. And they're like, that wasn't very good. We're going to do it again. And then you realize the lady you've been watching is actually nothing like that character. And you're like, oh, okay, we're now going to see how things actually are for these characters. But it's super pretentious. There's loads of paint being thrown around the place. There's monologues and conversations about stuff that makes no sense at any point. It was a very bad and annoying film. It's very extreme, but very bad and very annoying. Very extreme? Yeah. What, because of the porno? But, no, things? not not so much that. Like, bloody stuff. Like, there's lots of toilet humour oh, okay. and there's lots of... Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's very indulgently pretentious. Mm. Well, avoid. Avoid. That was that. And that's your month. That's, that's month. our January. January 2024, everyone. We've already got through the first month of the year. There we go. How about that? Yeah. And if you liked that, if you liked listening to our monthly roundups, you can get all of these monthly roundups at www.patreon.com forward slash filmbus and get loads of other exclusive context. So we do episodes every week, basically, just of about subjects. And, and you, you know, you could come on the show. You could suggest episodes for us to do. And it's all pretty wonderful. But we hope you enjoyed this and become a patron for a single pound. Yes. That'd be nice. Do that. Yes. We would appreciate it. And thank you for bearing with us. The normal service will resume very soon, just as soon as we can get out of January slash February. Yes. Yes. Goodbye, everyone. Deal, Busters.